Welcome to uh, MSU Today. Our, uh, uh, one of our guests today is April Clovis. April uh, is an MSU alum, but most importantly is the uh, President and uh, Chief Executive Officer of the MSU Federal Credit Union. And uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I, uh, I sit on April's board and uh, have been just so impressed with the credit union over the years that thought that uh, they would make a, uh, April would make a wonderful guest on our program today. So, you know, April, could you start out by telling us a little bit about the, the history of the credit union, how it, uh, how it came to be, and, uh, and its, its relationship with Michigan State? We began in 1937, um, so we're actually celebrating, we just celebrated last week, our 83rd anniversary. Um, and the credit union started uh, with faculty and staff. So uh, in 1937, just a few years at the end of the recession and the Great Depression, um, we had an opportunity to form cooperatives in the United States. Um, and mostly it was due to the fact that few people of, you know, regular modest means could be banked at that time. You had to, I tease when I tell the story to students, you know, I think everyone thinks faculty are, you know, really well paid. Um, but the truth is, you know, it, they're not uh, among the, you know, country's richest and certainly not in 1937. So credit unions are a nonprofit cooperative um, where it's membership based. And how it works is a lot like some of the things that you might see today, like a GoFundMe. Um, individuals needed to get a loan. Um, and back in those days, it would be up to $100. And if you needed a loan, um, the founding board members who were all faculty and staff at the university, who were volunteers who worked for free, would call up, let's say, 10 other members and ask those 10 members to bring in $10 in deposit, and then the loan could be made. Um, and also, because of the time it was, it was really small and a small time, uh, you know, for people on campus as well. And so if Bill, you came in and needed a loan, and we called 10 people, everyone would know it was Bill Beekman who needed that loan. And so you'd feel, you know, a lot of social pressure to return the payments back to the credit union. Um, and so that's how we began. And so for the first 20 years, the credit union was run entirely by the volunteer board of directors. Um, you mentioned you're on our board, and they're all still volunteers today. Um, as that's the, the model of a credit union system. And, and so then in 1957, the credit union hired its uh, first employee. Her name was Frances Lesneski. She uh, was the credit union's uh, manager at that time. And so she began um, as our first employee and stayed at the credit union until 1987. Um, and, and so Fran has a great history not only for our organization, but within the industry as a whole, as she was uh, very active in the credit union movement and helped the formation of several Lansing area and Michigan area credit unions um, as well. And April, one of the things that some of our, uh, our listeners who are credit union members may not appreciate is that when you go online, there's an, an Ask Fran feature that was actually <laughs> named in, in, in honor of her. And yes, and so, you know, we've come full circle. Um, we have a chatbot. Uh, so in the uh, advancement of technology, we're using uh, chatbots to help with questions on our 
on our website. So if you have a, a question, you can chat with Fran. Um, and so we named Fran our first digital employee, our digital assistant, um, after our Fran, our first actual employee. Yeah, I think that you know, it's it's so fascinating in, in the time we're currently in with a, an international pandemic that really the credit union fulfills in many ways the same function that it did back in 1937 with uh, uh, essentially uh, neighbors helping neighbors. And, uh, and through the pandemic, you've, you've kept that culture alive. What kinds of things uh, is the credit union doing uniquely because of the times we're in? Yeah, there's a, a strong parallel to what's happening today in terms of how much unemployment there is in our economy and the challenges for you know, our members and all consumers during this, uh, you know, past eight, nine months. Um, so the credit unions on a variety of programs to help, of course, um, I think most lenders are trying and, you know, most financial institutions are trying uh, to do the right thing by their, their borrowers. Um, and so the credit union has, um, we have extensions. So if you're, you know, in a temporary layoff position, you can ask for your loan term to be extended so you don't have to make payments. Um, you can ask for deferment so you can move uh, for three months of deferment off of your loan payments. Um, you can skip a month of payments. There's a variety of, you know, options for managing your loans. Um, you also, you know, can apply for a hardship uh, loan at a low rate um, with favorable terms so you can afford the payment once you're back uh, employed. So we've done a lot of things like that. Um, we've also launched an, a new product that's called uh, Savings Builder. Um, and, you know, during times like this, it's really important that people have an emergency savings account. And so this account was designed to help people uh, get that, you know, initial savings in their account. Um, so then they can move maybe to other, you know, savings products uh, once they have established an, a minimum emergency savings. So this product is designed to pay you more on lower balances. And so this incents people, of course, to try to save into this account to have that emergency fund for times like this. Um, so we've done a variety of programs. Probably the thing that I'm you know, most proud of is our team has really like pivoted to help members and to be able to serve um, in unique ways and times right now. So we're considered an essential business. Uh, everyone still needs access to all of their accounts and um, you know, they have to be able to pay their bills and receive their social security and their direct deposit and all of that. Um, so the credit union is essential. So we have found ways to serve members while meeting all the health department, the, the you know, state of Michigan orders, my OSHA orders. Um, and so we have um, the branches are set up so you can, you know, have markers on the floors. There's plexiglass. Of course, we have a mask requirement. Um, and so all of those things are in place to safely serve our members. The drive ups are available for those that don't want to come in. Um, and then, you know, we've seen unprecedented volumes in our call center and our online services team um, to at points during the pandemic, they, the volume was, you know, on an online chat with an, with an agent, not, not with Fran, was 250% um, increase over last year. And, you know, we were able to continually serve 
our members and get their questions and ease their fears during this time with the same number of employees as last year, um, even though we had such an increase in volume. So the, the team has really um, risen to the occasion and living our mission and, and serving the members during these really challenging times. To, to me, one of the most interesting things about, about our current times is that the, the credit union uh, has, has always put in place uh, cutting edge technology and, uh, and has always been pushing the envelope of making uh, its products and services uh, accessible to people um, you know, remotely. So you know, one example, my, I have a younger brother who's a foreign service officer and has maintained his uh, uh, MSU Federal Credit Union account uh, uh, despite living you know, literally all over the world and has the ability to to access those services, you know, from anywhere. And that's, that's all driven by technology that has come in so handy uh, over the last year, as we've dealt with, you know, circumstances where people, you know, sometimes can't get out of their house and, and need those services remotely. So we, we talked a little bit about the chat bot, Fran, but, uh, but yeah, tell us about some of the other uh, ways that people, if, if someone's at home and they, they just can't get out. I, you know, may, maybe they have a, uh, a, a disability that doesn't allow them to, to, to be particularly mobile or, uh, or maybe in this pandemic, they just are concerned about their health. How do they you know, access the, uh, the credit union services and what, what kind of tools do we have that make that easy for people? We've had quite a robust suite of digital products for service on, you know, really since the early 2000s. Um, we have, you, you can certainly do everything online. So we have a computer line, which is our home banking account. And we also have mobile apps that are native to your Android or your Apple. Um, so, you know, we have, uh, those have set up within those, you can do, uh, a, a check deposit by taking a photo, um, with your phone and depositing the check right there on the app. Um, we also have uh, a program that's called member to member. And so you can, um, you know, if so, if your family or friends, you know, you owe people some money, you can transfer, and they're both, you're both members at the credit union, you can transfer money um, right on the phone, you don't have to call us or come in, you can do a member to member transfer. And so you can easily do that on the phone, uh, just requires either the person's email or their uh, phone number. Um, and that, that's quick and fast. And, and we see a lot of, of course, our students utilize that. <clears throat> um, we also, during the pandemic, launched a video chat. So much like you could do online chat with an agent, you can video chat with an agent. Um, and, and this is really designed because depending on the type of transaction you're trying to do, it gets a little more complicated, um, you know, online. And so it's better to have a, a conversation like you would in person. Um, and then also, of course, you can do some verification um, of driver's license and to the person's face. We also have the ability to, within that um, video chat, um, the agent can show the person some documents or locations on the website for the information that they're seeking. Um, so some of those things have, have been really good technologies. They've been extraordinarily utilized, of course, during, during this time. Um, and maybe one of the neat things that we're doing right now is we're um, actually 
piloting a program that's starting today um, is <clears throat> a dynamic CVV code. And most people are like, what's your CVV code? But when you buy something and use your credit card and they say, what are those three digits on the back? That is your CVV code. Um, and you know, because we're doing a lot more online shopping, uh, people have concerns about the safety of their card number and their card information in an e-commerce environment. So this program that we have um, that we're partnering with Visa and a company called Kino um, allows you with an app on your phone that's um, provided through access with the credit union, you can um, put in your card information. It verifies that it's our card and all of that happens. And then you log every time you open the app, it gives you a dynamic CVV. So it's constantly changing. So when you go and do your online transaction, you don't actually put the CVV that's on your card um, into the transaction field. You, you use that dynamic one. So this way, if the information is compromised in any way, that number um, won't be valid after that transaction. And all of the, you know, your card number, your expiration date, and this CVV are required in order to be able to make purchases. And so, you know, if anything were to happen, this piece um, of information isn't going to be valid. And so you won't be able to execute a transaction. Um, so those are some things that we've uh, done during this time to help members as maybe some of our consumer behaviors are changing. That's really, uh, really exciting. When will that be available to our members? Um, so we have a pilot program that's uh, launching right now. Um, so we did have uh, earlier um, this month, we sent out a survey and asked members if they wanted to participate. And I recognize some people don't uh, respond to all the surveys or don't, uh, you know, maybe busy that week. So if this is something that you'd like to be a part of as a member, you can contact the credit union, you know, in all the ways you normally would. And our team will share the information with you on how to sign up and, and have this uh, app for your phone. So April, we, you know, we've, we've talked a, a lot about the, the technology available to, to credit union members, the, the, the many ways that you can access the credit union services, uh, whether it's through your phone, your computer, the telephone, uh, so many different, you know, uh, opportunities to access via technology. But, you know, one of the things I think you found is that you know, when, you know, when we're not in a pandemic, under, under what we might think of as normal circumstances, people really still like to have the ability to access a branch and to go in and see a person uh, sitting across the, the, the table face-to-face, uh, uh, sometimes, whether it's for a, a relatively straightforward transaction, or you know, or more commonly something that may be a little more complex, uh, maybe somebody's refinancing a mortgage or or getting a car loan or something like that, and it's it's just easier to to go into the to the to the branch and and, and have a, a conversation with someone face to face. And one of the things that uh, that you focused on as as CEO of the credit union is making sure that those opportunities are also available to people. So, uh, and you've been exp expanding our, our branch network such that it's really accessible to people across the state. So would you share a little bit with us about, about the credit union's many branches? As you noted, I get often asked like, why are you putting a branch up when people don't need branches anymore? And 
you know, I think uh, we all know how to make a good business decision. And, you know, we certainly wouldn't build branches if it wasn't good for business. Um, and, you know, and then every day we, I get countless member requests for a branch in their community, you know. And so I think those of us that are asking, why do we keep building branches, um, tend to be the members that are fortunate enough to have a branch pretty accessible to them. Um, so, you know, we're probably rare in that we opened two brand new branches in the last uh, eight months during the pandemic. Um, and those branches within two to three months of opening um, have done an incredible amount of business, even with reduced in-person interactions during the pandemic time. Um, we see tremendous growth um, anytime that we open a branch. In fact, within three years, um, every time we've opened a branch, within three years of the branch opening in the region that it opens, the members almost double their deposits or their loan balances with us and then we grow about 30% in new members. And, you know, that's a pretty significant uh, model to follow for growth for the organization. Now, those folks may come in, you know, once every three or four months, but they still want to have a local presence for their financial institution. And I think um, maybe some of the best examples I can give is that we opened a branch uh, right at the start of the pandemic uh, in the beginning of March in Traverse City. It's an area we don't have, you know, didn't have a presence, but have a lot of MSU folks up north um, who are members and would always ask, why don't you have a branch in Traverse City? Um, and, you know, some of the questions about having a branch are really related to we do need enough members that will come those once every few months to the branch to effectively support the branch. And so we started to have enough members in Traverse um, to be able to support the branch in, in the region. And, you know, the very first day we opened the branch, some our branch is located on Union Street in, in the downtown area. So not right in the main street, but uh, slightly off. And somebody walked by and she was on her way to another financial institution and looked up and saw the credit union, walked in. We had been open two hours and said, I was a member in the 70s. And, you know, I, I just love the credit union, but you weren't here in Traverse City. Um, so I, I closed my account. And can I reopen my account? And oh, by the way, I need a boat loan because that's what I was going to go get. And there's just something about that physical location that makes you feel connected to your financial institution that people look for close to their home. Um, we opened a branch in Holt, which is in the Lansing community also this uh, summer. And we, we did a, a very safe uh, grand opening event in order to celebrate for that team. And um, as I was sitting, waiting for my turn at the remarks, I was watching the traffic come in and out of the branch and the drive ups. And we were there about 45 minutes to an hour and the line never stopped. And again, showing that there is a reason for physical presence. I, I know people can do things in many ways, but I think all the delivery channels tend to work together. And you need to meet the members where they are, when they need you at each and every time they need you. So we've got many branches in the greater Lansing area, but we also, as you mentioned, have a branch in Traverse City. And then we have several branches now in, uh, in the Metro Detroit area. Uh, so, so easily accessible, 
uh, just about wherever you are in, uh, at least in the lower peninsula at this point. So, uh, uh, <laughs> absolutely, you know, and, and and we can't forget we do branch in Grand Rapids as well. So, oh, I'm sorry. Um, yes. Yeah. No, I I didn't mention those branches either. So you are helping me out. Um, so yeah, we we have uh, you know, five to six branches in Oakland County and uh, a branch in Grand Rapids and then, you know, in Traverse City. So agree, we're, we're trying to get to where the members are in the state of Michigan. So April, one of the things that people might not appreciate about the credit union, you know, we talked a little bit about its uh, close ties to the university. Obviously, Michigan State University is in the, the name of the credit union. And, um, you know, it, it got its, its start through the faculty. But, uh, the credit union really does an extraordinary job of giving back and being part of the uh, the communities in which it operates. You know, and, and for so many years, that was the Greater Lansing community. Um, as the credit union expands more to uh, Southeast Michigan, West Michigan, and Northern Michigan, uh, it, the, the credit union's outreach will grow in those areas as well. But uh, talk a little bit about the, the you know, the uh, the very generous uh, support that the credit union gives Michigan State itself. And I, I think people would be surprised to learn how uh, how integrated the credit union is into much of the university in terms of supporting philanthropically a lot of the work that, that goes on at MSU. So the credit union has a long history, as you noted, of supporting the university in a variety of different ways. Um, of course, for our purposes today, we have been a supporter of athletics for well over 10 years now. Um, and, you know, what's what I always find interesting, I can give a few more examples in some of the other programs, but the way that we try to partner with the university is to have an opportunity for the university to see some success, the credit union to see success for their members, and for our members to have some access that they might not have had otherwise if the credit union hadn't participated in the partnership. And so a great example with MSU Athletics is our members have opportunities to access either, um, you know, an opportunity to meet a coach. Um, they have an opportunity to come to see a hockey game at Munn. Um, you know, and I know those things aren't happening this season, but they've happened in the past and I'm confident they're going to happen again. Um, and so the members are able to, you know, have an experience that they may not have been able to on their own. And so that's part of what I think is fun about our partnership with the university. Um, so with that, we, we support a variety of programs across campus. A lot of them are arts and culturally focused. Um, so we support the Wharton Center Broadway series and um, a, a, an institute program for education for students. So young people have an opportunity to uh, learn how to do a Disney musical production because the credit union has uh, endowed an education institute at Wharton Center. Um, again, bringing programs to our community that might not have been able to be feasible without the support. Um, one that I think a lot of people are becoming more aware of is we have an endowment in the College of Music for a visiting jazz artist to come and tour, teach, and perform with our own faculty and um, students in the College of Music. So we've had you know, some world-renowned jazz musicians come to our community. 
Um, and so in a non-pandemic time in the academic year, the credit union would host um, a Blue Monday performance with this jazz artist and the MSU jazz faculty. This would be a performance that, you know, if you were in New York City would be, you know, a hard ticket to get and probably cost over $100. Um, and this is a free performance you can have right here in, in the credit union's, um, you know, buildings. Um, then those performers spend the week uh, touring the state of Michigan, visiting communities, music, you know, so the uh, community in maybe downtown Detroit or um, in Northern Michigan, and they will perform with the high school program, um, have a concert, and then the high school gets to keep the proceeds of the ticket sales from those performances. So, you know, really integrating, you know, music performance um, in a variety of ways. Probably the best story that comes out of that program is uh, a jazz student in MSU was, you know, met one of the artists, you know, through their work at the university and then went to New York and actually went to this uh, performer's you know, concert program. And um, he noticed her in the audience and asked her to come sit in with his band. Um, and here she is performing, you know, in New York City, in a jazz environment, and then afterwards, um, help connect her with some other individuals so she can begin her career performing in New York, you know, that wouldn't have happened. Otherwise, she wouldn't have been able to have some of those opportunities. So it's been kind of fun to see what we do. Um, and then maybe the last area that we really focus on is uh, scholarship and academic success for students. Um, part of the credit union's uh, mission statement ends with, you know, wanting members to achieve their dreams and providing opportunities for students to be successful while they're at Michigan State is really important for um, you know, the, the students to be able to achieve their dreams. And so we have scholarship programs for first-generation college students coming to MSU. We have uh, a study abroad scholarship for students who are doing a study abroad program. Um, we have some scholarships in individual, you know, colleges uh, based upon some of the program work that we do there. And then lastly, we provide a, an, an award each year to um, every academic college uh, at MSU, which is called the Dean's Choice Grant, and the deans of those colleges can award this to any program or student that they like in their college um, for academic success. That really is uh, exemplifies the just the ex extraordinary and comprehensive nature of the credit union's commitment to uh, to the community and to MSU in particular. So. April, before I let you go, um, I always like to end these conversations uh, uh, with uh, with a fun question or two. And so uh, I'll I'll ask <laughs> you when you're. Uh, I, I know that your your work at the credit union keeps you extraordinarily busy, but uh, but when you're when you do have a, a few moments of free time, what do you uh, what do you enjoy doing in your in your time away from work? You know, probably the, the first thing that comes to mind is reading. I'm an avid reader. Um, I don't get to do that as much as I used to. Um, I like to, you know, uh, spend some time with my mom. She, she's moved uh, to the region uh, in the last couple of years. So that's been fun for me. 
Um, I bought into the Peloton bike craze uh, this uh, during the pandemic, like everyone else. Um, I'm not sure I'm at the point of enjoying that yet, but I'm really trying. Um, and, uh, you know, and then I think everyone who knows me um, would tell me that I have to admit the truth, which is uh, I do enjoy retail therapy. So I have a, a great black turtleneck uh, collection and uh, shoe collection. <laughs> Very good. Well, April, thanks so much for joining us today, uh, helping us learn a little bit more about the Michigan State University Federal Credit Union and the many services that it provides to members throughout the state of Michigan. So uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you.